It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Um, I actually, in the midst of the pandemic, we had joked around about it, but I built a shed in our backyard oh. and it is now my, like, my studio office space. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. We, like, joked all about it and then I was like, no, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that is lovely. I, I, I wash, we were driving by one of those, like, outdoor oh gosh this is great I'm describing it so well so far but where they sell sheds that you can buy like pre-made sheds so I just told my husband like we're just going to get one of those and I'm going to live in it and not tell the children that I live in it so maybe they won't come out and that is brilliant they they the kids asked for permission they're like can can we go out in the studio and it's like sorry no no not not right adults only no (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it's got it has a skylight up here. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, it's really nice. It? Well, it came in like a million pieces, uh, <laughs> kind of IKEA style, but it's from Germany. Shit, yeah. Yep. Okay. So it came from Germany, and my dad uh, drove out in the summer, and we put it together, and here it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh! There's a tiny space heater going, so if that sound messes with no. us, I'll turn it off. No, but, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, you put electricity in it and everything. Yeah, so there's electric because it's right next to our garage. So our backyard basically looks like a bunch of little houses. Um, <laughs> like it's it's right next to our garage. So we're able to run the electric straight from the garage into the the tiny shed here. So yeah, nice. But yes, it does nice. look like a sauna, but it is not warm. <laughs> <laughs> it is not warm. The cold, the cold sauna. No. I mean, people and do then, right, cold therapy, right? Yeah. Right, that's, I'm sure it's a thing. And there's an yeah. alleyway right here. So, you know, every now and again, I am startled back into reality that there are cars and trash cans right next to me. So yeah, it's good. Right. It's good. I was telling yeah. my I, I was telling my husband today, I said, you know, I'm gonna record a podcast at 11. He's like, well, I'll tell the kids to be quiet. I was like, we're recording a podcast with people who all have children. I mean, guaranteed, there's gonna be some sort of background noise. So. I have trolls uh-huh. going in the background in my house right now, so I, I had to run off and turn the volume down a little bit because it was it was hot. So yeah. <laughs> no, we've hit the. What do you mean? There's no more presents part of oh. December because things yeah. kept coming from relatives, and so this morning they were like, "What do we do now?" It's like you play with the things that you that you got. How old are yours? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry, we froze for a second. Sorry, yeah. how old are mine? That's, yeah. Um, s- seven years old and three. So. Oh, your hands are yeah. full. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I mean, good old pandemic. It's fine. Now, are, are they, is the seven year, yeah? I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand. You mean it's fine or it's fine? <laughs> it's fine? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I am at school every day. So I, I okay. go to school every day, but my daughter who's seven 
is in Columbus City Schools. So oh, she's at home, she's home all day and yep. So, um, and my wife was able to change things and she's at home with her. And thankfully Ari, the three-year-old goes to daycare. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> yes. When yeah, he's not being quarantined, he's a, he's, yeah. he's a daycare, yeah. So. Ben's got the same thing. I do. Uh -huh. Ours daycare this week uh, got cut short because a COVID case happened in uh, her classroom. So we've had a little one here with us, hence the trolls going on in the background right now. So, you know. <laughs> I thought you were just watching it for fun, Ben. I do like this movie. It is a fun movie. <laughs> the second one is not as good, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. They're worse. Do you Oh, there's much worse. I lost two <laughs> hours of my life to Alvin and the Chipmunks chipwrecked. Oh, that was uh, the worst I've seen. Yikes. Yeah. It was bad. I a few like that we watched. Uh, guy, there was a, a Lego Star Wars holiday special that came out this past year that was not. Was it good? Oh. Not. <laughs> like the Star Wars holiday special was bad in like the right kind of way. This was like we watched it and my my son was like, I loved it. That was awesome. And we're like, not again. <laughs> Can't get those hours back. <laughs> my my kids have learned. Oh no, my kids have learned that I have certain standards. <laughs> and so they all say, Can we watch that movie when daddy's not home? And like, so now there's like a, a growing list and it's like, well, at least it's identified. Like we all know. So that's really yeah. smart. Well, the, I am not, I know, forgive me, please. Sorry, everybody. I'm not a Marvel movies fan. So they watch them with, with my husband and in pre COVID days, he would take them to the theater. So I had like this lovely three and a half hour do whatever I want with nobody around time. And now they're here and they watch Marvel movies. So I'm once again, jealous of your shed. Um, <laughs> Which hopefully my internet connection works pretty okay. Does it seem to be fine? The inside of your shed. Can, can oh, you, okay. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, give us a tour. We need a tour. So simple shelves. Nice. It's really not that big. It's actually very small. There's not much in it. There's the skylight. That's all you need. Yeah. And I'm like super jealous of that. You know. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that like I'm an artist and an art teacher, right? So I'm a hoarder to the max. So that's our basement. So I've been very careful as to like bringing things out here because I don't want to turn it into like a garbage dump, right? So yeah. <laughs> is there a thing like shed envy? Because we've got serious shed envy <laughs> right now. Are the doors well, behind you? Is that what that is? Yeah. And then they okay. open like wide so when you leave in you the can summer like wing the doors wide and and survey your land <laughs> yeah yes no because the original plan was to make it so it like looked out into the yard but then once we started putting it together we're like actually there's a giant tree right there so it actually when i open it it's like right at the fence of an alleyway so it's like oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's all right it's perfect because it's tucked in here, but I'm actually, uh, I'm starting to work on this uh, for this digital magazine for art teachers. And one of the articles I'm writing for this month is on like making a space for like creating mm. and teaching. And so it's going to be like, welcome to my tiny shed. Now <laughs> let's talk to other people that have done something similar. 
amazing. Because like my, my wife and I for a couple of years have been on a rabbit hole of tiny homes, like especially on YouTube, like the tiny home movement and like the schoolie movement in particular. Like we're really big schoolie fans. That's my retirement plan is like to buy a school bus, turn it into a mobile home, and then just drive everywhere and you know, live <laughs> off grid and everything. But yeah. Live no, off the fat of the oh. land. <laughs> Well, that's the, I will say that there is a was a tiny shed house at the end of our street. We live in Clintonville, and there was one at the end of our street that um, they were renting out on like Airbnb. Genius, right? They were like, you know, yeah. um, but one night recently, a couple weeks ago, it caught on fire oh, and, no. and burned to the ground. Yeah, and so I had already been. I'm super aware even in our own house I unplug things all the time it's kind of a pet peeve of everyone else I live with but um so I always <laughs> unplug like the light the space heater not just off like I unplug like, when I unplugged. leave why won't the yeah last thing on. Need. dad did you unplug the television what yeah I don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> why is the breaker box not working anymore yeah my parents used to turn off their computers by unplugging them from the wall like didn't power it down first they just unplug that bad boy and yeah it's barbaric <laughs> it's funny barbaric. you mentioned that the tiny house thing so i i found you know you reach a point during a pandemic where you're like i'm done i gotta get out of here for a couple of days and like not see anybody so we found um a tiny house gosh where was it near it was like portsmouth area so it was a little bit far down there but it was the coolest little thing. I went all by myself. I did nothing. I mean, I binge watched and I built a fire. I did nothing. And it was the most amazing two days. But the problem was, is that the, they had the stairs going up to the loft bed. The stairs were like, it was a good, probably two and a half, three feet to get up the stairs. So, I mean, stone cold sober, you're like sliding your butt up those things not to fall down. It was a little scary. Like, this is how I die, is in stairs in a little house. Ben says no. Oh, oh. He's parenting. Sorry. A toddler thing. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're I fine. Thought you were disagreeing. No, we, we don't understand that at all, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then for a brief moment, to come up I and can... smack my computer as I'm having calls like this. It's not amazing for technology. And yeah. <laughs> And then there's one sneaking down this. <laughs> there's my other one. <laughs> Jack, come here, say hi. Hi, buddy. Hi, Jack. This, this is Mr. John. He's super cool. What were you doing upstairs? What, what were you doing upstairs? I was reading Epic. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he was doing. You'll have to tell us about that later. So, how many books did you read? Five books. Good job, buddy. Nice. Good job. We were on a call. Um, so I don't, John, you and I missed each other, I think by a year. What year did you graduate? Uh, 2005. Okay. I like that you had to think about that too. That's exactly what I, I did. I'm like. I know. Cause I go like, when did I graduate high school? When did I graduate college? How old am I? Like these, yeah. yeah. What day is it? How much cheese did I have? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, Cause I was 2002. So we literally just missed each other. 
but we were on a call. We do New Year's Eve Eve with all my girlfriends from my sorority. Yes, I was Kappa, please don't judge. Um, but we were, we just started the call and my girlfriend Holly is on there and Holly is like, she's a middle school principal, but she's put together and all of a sudden you see her going, I mean, just like losing it on mute. And she gets back on, she's just like, I said, Holly, I think I read your lips. Did you say five more minutes? She's like, no, I said five more seconds. I guess her son, she told her son to take the toilet paper upstairs. And so he starts poking holes in it, like it's a bowling ball and he's not taking it upstairs. And she's trying to get on this call. She's like, I, I just thought, you know, husband's upstairs and they should be going up to take showers and that'll give me time to talk to my girlfriends, but no. And she said, take the whole thing upstairs. So he starts throwing it up the stairs. So then it just comes crashing back down. Throwing it again, comes crashing back down. Meanwhile, she's trying to talk to us. And then, and then the whole thing breaks open. Um, and so there's 12 rolls of toilet paper just sitting around. And there was also a sweatshirt that he had to take upstairs. So then he spent the time gathering all 12 toilet paper rolls and the sweatshirt while she's trying. To, I mean, if this is not the pandemic parenting, <laughs> we all said we laugh because we get it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's authentically who we have to be in this moment yeah uh, I, I mean it's so you I mean you guys were out because you're in Powell teaching right yeah that's right teach. okay yeah. okay but did they I mean obviously they were out in March did you guys go back pretty immediately we were um, we were out for the rest of the year okay. and then in the fall, we started in August and we've been in hybrid. So okay. I'm there every day, but the kids rotate in and out, right? Different groups. So, yeah. um, and we've been that way since school has started and we do have like a large, not a large, but, um, yeah, actually a large group of kids that are doing committed distance learning. So they're all online all the time but my kids they're rotating in and out and that's the way we've been and I, I'm happy we were able to maintain that because it did create even in its uncertainty it created some normalcy um, yeah but we'll see as we head into <laughs> yeah. new year. who knows who knows I, know. I who mean knows? let's bring more fun into it right <laughs> right yeah. why not the unexpected uh-huh yeah, my husband has said if the word <laughs> unprecedented is said one more time, he's going to lose it. <laughs> like, well, I was in line to get my driver's license renewed, and yeah. one lady behind me said, Well, we're all in this together. And the lady in front of me said, If I hear that phrase one more damn time. And I was like, oh, I'm in the middle of the two of you. <laughs> Ladies, ladies, please. I know. It's like, oh, like, this is gonna be so fun. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not end this year breaking up a fight between women, right? And a driver's license and, renewal. And the BMB, yeah. BMB, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's great. Uh -huh. Good times. Good times. <laughs> my husband has to get his soon, and he was like, "Can I wear a mask when I get my picture?" <laughs> like, no. Why do you want to remember that for the next four years? <laughs> well, they almost didn't give me a chance to take it off. Like I had it on and I sat in the seat and then she was like, ready? Okay. And I was like, wait, wait. And she was like, oh wait, my computer's broken. Hold on. And I was like. 
She's like, okay, go. <laughs> so we'll see. There was one year my granddad had to, he had to get his picture retaken. And the lady said, can you tilt up a little bit? Cause there's a glare coming from your glasses. So his license picture was literally like, <laughs> which I'm kind of tempted to do myself. <laughs> Poor granddad. I don't think he should have been driving then anyway, but we'll look past that point. So, so John, you are, you're a celeb. You were teacher of the year. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing that has happened in my life and keeps happening, which is, yeah. <laughs> which is great. That's amazing. I mean, how did, how did you get, how does something like that happen? Did you get nominated by somebody then? Yeah. So um, what I've learned is every state is completely different. Uh, so for Ohio, uh, for the Ohio Teacher of the Year um, program, it's mm -hmm. run through the Ohio Department of Education. And now anyone can nominate, uh, parents, students, administrators. Okay. And um, my principal actually in the middle of the day one day texted me while I was teaching. And she said like, hey, I've got a couple questions for you. And she's asking me all these things. And it's like, what are you doing? Are you nominating me for something that's going to be more work? And she wrote like, LOL, and put the like emoji laughing while crying. And I was like, what does that even mean? And uh, lo and behold, she was nominating me for Teacher of the Year. And wow. uh, from that moment, once I got notified from the state, I had to write up some narratives about my teaching beliefs, my personal beliefs. Um, it so was it was more work. Through a panel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I mean, it has continued to be more work, but it's like the greatest uh, experience of my life, really. Um, and after, after all these writings and it was read by panels, um, I was brought in as uh, one of five finalists for the state and they did an interview day where I basically, um, there was like 14 people and they all ask a question like around the table and you're standing there and I don't wear a suit very often, a tie, no, not really a part of it. And I'm standing there like sweating. <laughs> or like, does this suit even fit me very well? I don't know. And, uh, and um, I, I did in the middle of the interview, I cried two times, like Aww. all out cried in the middle of the interview because it was one of those things where it was like the amount of stress paired with the fact that they're asking you about you know, something that you're so passionate about, which is teaching. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there were twice where I just like all out started to cry in the middle of the interview. And I was like, well, this wasn't staged. This is just yeah. who I am. <laughs> so <laughs> I am emotional. Let's, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. you all know it. So, um, and then after that, yeah, I was named uh, the Ohio Teacher of the Year. And I knew, but no one at my school did. So, um, except my principal. So there yeah. was a day where everyone was called down for a character education assembly and there were all these people in suits and there was like a camera crew and like these big potted plants and everyone's like, what's going on? What's, what's going on? And then it's like, ha ha, it's not necessarily character education. It's a teacher of the year ceremony. So all the kids and teachers got to be there, which was really cool. Oh, that so, is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Did you start teaching right out of college then? Yeah, yeah. So um, okay. I graduated from Otterbein and- Best uh, school ever, yeah. Best school ever. Best school and, ever. And um, I actually accepted a position in my district, Olin TNG Schools, um, as a part-time traveling art teacher. 
was my first like wow and uh, meant that there were so many kids at each school that they needed someone else to come in and pick up a couple classes as an art teacher wow. but um due to the growth of our district by the time the school year started they needed someone full-time to travel to multiple schools on a yeah. cart right so that's me that's cart teaching did you have to do yeah. an internship or not an internship did you where did you student teach yeah okay super interesting so um <laughs> Yeah, because Otterbein, one of the reasons I actually chose to go to school at Otterbein was because of this unique program that they have. And um, I ended up doing my student teaching in uh, Española, New Mexico. Um, so oh even gosh. though, yeah, so even though I was a kid from Pittsburgh who went to school in uh, Central Ohio at Otterbein, I was doing my student teaching in Española, New Mexico, which uh, is outside of Santa Fe. Um, and for about three and a half months, I lived there and there's oh, wow. actually a group of us from Otterbein that did it. And I actually lived on the campus of the school we were at, um, McCurdy was the school. Okay. And, um, so yeah, living, living and teaching in the same place. It was, it was an amazing experience. So, so cool. Yeah. Was yeah. The, uh, I mean, I'm assuming several of the kids probably spoke Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the most part, it was um, English was everyone's primary language at the school. Uh, but what was yeah. really unique is culture is so defined within our schools. So a huge part of New Mexican culture are, is weavings and the traditional craft that are made there. So their, what, their art program in the high school actually had those giant looms oh that you gosh. like see in books. For, and I had to help teach weaving weaving on one of those giant looms. I have never, what, I don't, I still don't understand. Like, I basically be like, that looks really good. Um, you look to be doing a great job. I like your color combinations, right? Like, so at night I'd be reading books on how to weave on a loom and the next day we'd be doing it. But at the same point, that same room had a computer lab where we would teach videography. So it was kind of this mash of culture and time. Yeah. And, um, it was incredible. It was incredible. I really think that that experience kind of helped forge the human that I've really become because of yeah. uh, so many of the travels that I got to take while I was there. And mm -hmm. I mean, wild independence too. So, oh yeah. Did you, when you were in high school, did, is, I mean, is this what you wanted to do? How, when did you know yeah. you wanted to be an art teacher? Well, I, I grew up with two artist parents. Um, okay. And so both my parents are artists. So it was like, kind of like everyone just thought this was the family gig that you would go into art. And I remember like pushing back and being like, no, I want to do anything else I, and anything, but I don't know what else I want to be. <laughs> right? So, so um, and I just kept telling my parents that I didn't want to like sit in an office. I didn't want to sit in a yeah. studio. Like I wanted to work with people. And my parents were like, mm -hmm. well, you're a natural teacher. This is what you should do. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. So <laughs> in high school, I did a couple uh, like mini visits with art teachers uh, trying mm -hmm. to figure out like if this is something I wanted and, and yeah. it, it was. And so I went to Otterbein actually considering if I wanted to go into graphic design like my parents or into mm. art education. And I mean, thankfully for me, I guess, <laughs> the art education won out that battle, but I yeah. still get to do some graphic design on the side too, which is cool. That's true. That's so, I, honestly, I think you and I might've shared childhood because both of my parents are performers. And I was like, I'm not gonna do music. I'm not gonna do that for a living. 
I'm going to be really something different and do acting instead, which, yeah, really, <laughs> really far away from that. And they were like, you should teach. You're a natural teacher. And here, now I teach acting. So, <laughs> right. It's, yeah. Well, and there was a point in high school where I was like, I want to be a medical illustrator. And my parents were like, you want to do what? what? I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to draw the insides of people. And they're like, why? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Cause I like science. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, in the end, art yeah. teaching seems to be suiting me. So do you yeah. still, do you still create on your own? Do you still have creative outlets that you yeah. seek after? Um, yeah, and something interesting that I was doing uh, whenever the pandemic first happened and we all went into quarantine, um, I realized that I was really missing the teachers that I worked with. Mm -hmm. And so what I started doing is every school day, I would paint a little four inch by four inch portrait of uh, a different teacher in my school. And oh I gosh. would post them to social media saying like, this is uh, Mrs. Swan. And this is this memory I have of her and why she's uh. such an amazing person. And um, I went through and I mean, it was really therapeutic for me at first and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And then as we got towards the end of like the school year, I was exhausted. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and I hadn't gotten to everybody and don't worry, everyone took note. So I was sure. <laughs> <laughs> after a quick break to go back and uh, make sure that I continued painting portraits of those people it's a little bit you know I care so much about but that's just one instance um yeah I I yeah so sometimes it's like I need a goal or a plan or um creating something for someone that's really mm -hmm. where my life is kind of spun yeah. at this moment so yeah gosh that's ins and how many teachers was that well, in the end, well, then it started turning into like, because it's a slippery slope, because when you mean teacher, <laughs> do you mean educator, uh, right? So then I started painting pictures of my principals, our um, support staff, our, yeah. you know, the aides that work with our kids, because educator means so many yeah. people within a building because they all have a role in these students' lives. So yeah, I know. I bit off way more than I can chew when I started, uh -huh. um, yeah. but I enjoyed it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your favorite thing that you've created? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I mean, it depends. Like sometimes I create really serious images and serious work. And then there's other times where it's like really super quirky. Right, like I love making illustrations of woodland creatures, just doing like normal <laughs> people things. Um, but then uh, in grad school, I went to the Art Academy of Cincinnati uh, for screen printing and for okay. art education, really interesting mix. And um, I created lunch boxes with like heroes that I thought my students should have on their lunch boxes. So like I'd go out and buy lunch boxes and that were blank and I'd screen print them with like Gandhi's face or, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. So, and, and like, what was really funny is like, I, I created some on just paper bags and would like sell them like, Hey, who wants a paper bag? But we have like a stash of like legit lunch boxes in the basement where I'm like, when can I bring these up to my kids? And which one will they want or not want? Right. Ooh, so, that's. <laughs> I know. So, oh my goodness. Uh, 
Yeah, but it's like quirky stuff like that that also has has meaning to it, right? Because, yeah. you yeah. know, I get to see the really interesting characters on students' lunchboxes all the time. And sometimes that's I'm like, true. that's who you look up to. All right. I remember the plastic lunchboxes from the 80s. They were bad. I mean, it would be like October and it would smell like feet. As yes. <laughs> I, I Which is why I have an aversion to bring sandwiches to school because I think mine got crushed so many times and smelled so bad in the plastic lunchbox. I'm like, it's over, I'm done. It ruined peanut butter and jelly for me, the smashing oh. sandwiches thing. I can't do it anymore. It tastes like smashed peanut butter and jelly to me. Oh, no that's true. What. My son started insisting that he get the sandwich containers um, yes. so that that doesn't happen. So we got those. Problem was he sort of kept forgetting to bring them home. So when they had to clean out their lockers, he brought home no less than 11 sandwich containers that had been sitting in his locker the entire time. <clears throat> and I also, I, but I remember, like I, I remember my Care Bears lunchbox the most, the plastic 80s Care Bears lunchbox when they were still fat and cute. Now they're, they yes. kept them all like, I don't know why they changed the body type on them. Like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to be cuddly, but I, <laughs> I love my mother. I don't, but there was, I, I don't understand why we would have milk in the thermos one day and the next day it might be soup. Cause that was nasty. It was bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> why did we do that? Uh-oh, we lose, oh, there you are. We lost you for a second, but you're back. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. I heard, you're fine. I was, hopefully you can edit that out. Um, so. <laughs> So we I heard nothing. the thermos. You mix the soup with the milk. No! It's disgusting. <laughs> it's so gross. Uh, yeah. We did have the discussion with my seven-year-old the other day because she wanted this like cup with a straw from Starbucks and it was on sale. And I was like, sure, only water. And she's like, but what if I, and it's like, just water. No. Don't mix. Just, I don't, I don't want to scrub out this straw so many times. I just, just water. Just water. I I love the milk. Oh no! When they do milk in a fancy cup, you know what I mean. Usually, it's one of my water bottles or coffee mugs, and they'll put milk in there, and somehow it gets in the car and it stays. That might possibly be the worst smell I've ever experienced in my entire life. Like why? <laughs> why milk? Why milk? So it's. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, we've gone down an interesting slippery slope, but I will say that just this morning, a sippy cup of milk was sitting on top of our little heater vent as I came up the steps. And it's like, whose idea was this? Why is it still here? And how long has it been here? And I was like, nobody drink the milk. Nobody drink the milk. Yeah. The milk so is no, this is dead. real life. Oh, it is. Yeah. And, it, and we're not getting out of it anytime soon. <laughs> we did... So you, you will appreciate this as parents. When you see yourself in kid form, it's frightening. Mm -hmm. And I, I now see every day myself in nine-year-old boy form. And it was to the degree that we were looking at the Myers-Briggs personality types. And we made our kids take the test, which honestly for my daughter was a really good thing because she's, she's her own spirit and she took the test and she goes, now finally you guys can understand why I am the way, and it was kind of cool. However, my son and I are the exact same. Um, 
that's a problem. So he's, he's very funny, but it's also hard to parent when your kid is funny. So he plays his video, to be fair, he is deaf in his left ear. He plays his video games very loudly and he has commentary for everything. Shocker, commentary for everything. And I just, it was driving me nuts. And I went in and knocked on the door and said, turn your volume down. He doesn't miss a beat and goes, turn your volume down. <laughs> I had to step away. <laughs> I, I mean, pre-pandemic, I was, um, so as part of being Ohio's Teacher of the Year, you get to meet all the, and be a part of all the other state teachers of the year. Oh, we yeah. all meet each other. We're a part of each other's lives. Um, some of them have become my best friends. Aww. So I'm sitting with my friend, uh, Corey from Minnesota, and we're talking and my wife's there, his dad's there at this event. And I was complaining about how my daughter, Josie, was hand making all of these little crowns for every kid in her class. And she's spending all this time and like wanted to write their names in a beautiful way, wanted to add their favorite colors to them, wanted to add their favorite animals. And it's like, I just wanted her to be done with the project. Why does she have to make something the individual for everyone that she loves and cares about. And I'm like complaining <laughs> and I look up and they're all staring at me. And it's like, uh, what? Oh yeah. Like, uh, John, where do you think she got it from? <laughs> it's like, oh. oh, but it's like that when that realization hits you where you're like, oh wait, oh yeah. Oh, she learned it from watching me. It's oh, like, no. <laughs> it's the old marijuana commercial. I learned it by watching yes. you, Dad. I learned it by watching yes. you. <laughs> Obsessive kindness. No. Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> I love that you got frozen in this position. <laughs> like, wait for it. <laughs> you probably can hear me, John, but you are frozen in truly awesome. the best possible way. <laughs> Do we lose him? Are you with us, John? <laughs> I described a screenshot of it, so we're good there. Oh, good. Good. I apologize for continuously, my earbuds keep falling out. I'm not sure what's happening. They're like slippy slidey today. So I keep, you're on mute. I'm John, back. you're with us. Okay. Okay. We lost I'm so you. sorry. Yeah. Okay. okay. So what's also interesting is, and we're not sure what's going on but at the end of our street oh no am i still here a little in and out oh no it looks like i'm still here okay yeah. weird um there was a power thing on our street <laughs> so like some people have lost power some people haven't so like i keep waiting i'm like is that gonna affect me is my internet still work i don't know so it's spotty sorry about that okay no you're Can fine you hear me? you're we okay. can, and we will send you the excellent screenshot of you frozen, because it was like, it was great. But that's, but that's at any time someone tries to take a screenshot of me, it's because I don't stop moving my face. I don't know how. I understand. <laughs> so. I completely get it. Ben is really, <laughs> Ben and I have been working together for so many years on video and commercials and, and things, and he's always really good at sending me the worst possible freeze frame shots of me. It keeps me humble. I re there was, I think one of my favorites was in the middle of something, I was looking at my phone and I did not realize that I do that. I don't ever recall doing 
that, but there is a screenshot of me doing so. So forever in time. I, I mean, I'm part Muppet, right? It's uh, so <laughs> like, I can't really, like I can't really control what happens on my face. Uh, and everyone always knows exactly what I'm thinking. So, I mean, I, here it is. I feel like right. that's a positive, yeah, here's me. This is me. Which Muppet this are you? Me. Oh, I, well, I have friends that equate me to Kermit. Um, okay. And there's some, there's some, there's some Kermitness in here, but uh, yeah. But yeah, definitely just Muppet in general. In general. It, it's, yeah. a, it's in our bloodline, so yeah. Okay, I get it, I get it. I don't yeah. know that I'd ever, I've, I've never thought about that question. Ben, do you, who would, which Muppet would you be? Uh, I think the answer is pretty easy there. I'm Swedish chef for sure. Would you oh, like that's to photo? Yeah, put your picture up. <laughs> I love these, I and it'll be right here. <laughs> I know. Oh, one moment, please. I don't know what I would be. I think I saw something uh, according to your, um, I cannot do words today. I'm so sorry. Your astronomy sign. What's the? Here we go. Oh, there's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that was me this Halloween. So yeah. That is excellent, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> I have no idea how you're going to turn any of what we're doing here into a podcast, but I am thrilled. Oh, this is the show, man. <laughs> well, this, yeah, I. I never really explained this very well, John, but it's like, this is the podcast. Yes. You, know, you said everybody <laughs> that, that doesn't know the format is like, okay, what can I prepare? I'm like, nothing. Just show up. Are you going to edit yeah. anything out? Nope. No. And that was <laughs> nope. one of our, one of our first guests was the wonderful Ann Fisher. And she was just perplexed. She's Almost like, wait, horrified. yeah. Like, yeah. No, and, anything? No, leave it all in. <laughs> so even for when I froze and disappeared and it's yeah. all there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's all there. Oh, it's good. all in. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we've there's there's only been a couple times we had to edit certain things where people specifically said, Can you can you take this part out? My mother being one of them. Um, um there's, moms. <laughs> mom. Ma. And we always start the pot when we did the podcast in person, which I hope this year we can get back to being able to do that again but we would just start the conversation and nobody knew when ben was going to hit record so typically we were midway through so i would say what ben about 80 percent of the guests at some point during the podcast be like wait you're recording already <laughs> did i what did i say did start it's awesome starting yeah and like oh we've been running for about we've 20 been going. minutes now and they're like yeah oh, oh what have i said <laughs> <laughs> that's what perfect said <laughs> Because then it's like, it is what it is. It's life, it's messy, it's truth, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Right. Well, and, and we've we've always wanted it to feel less interviewee and more conversational because that's, yeah. those are the things we like to listen to, you know? Yep. So I had a lot, I'm also going to apologize. I had a lot of coffee this morning, so I'm not yes. sitting still very well. I don't know what it is. I'm like, don't me, I, don't I don't sit still there. very well ever. So, I mean, I just thought it was normal. So, yeah. Oh, so we're good. We're good then. <laughs> no, that's fine. Tell me about your Otterbein days. What were you, I mean, obviously you were an art major. Were you education yeah. and art? Yeah, and okay. that's the way that um, Otterbein worked and still works. Because um, I'm, I'm 
been back there in an adjunct role, uh, teaching the oh, art cool. education classes, which has been really cool being on the other side and trying to give back to those students, you know, yeah. what I got from Ottervine. But yeah, I was an art and education major. And then I had minors in art history and um, culture and language of the deaf community. Um, oh which, my gosh. You know, American Sign Language was kind of like the, you know, the central part of that, but there was more classes to take as well. Um, yeah, I like, I was the kid that was born for a liberal arts degree where it was like, what, what else can I take? A geology <laughs> class where we go to Death Valley for spring break? I'm here for it, let's do it, right? So um, yeah, I like, I thoroughly gobbled up every opportunity um, that I could have, it was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, and I was on the cross country and track teams um, and was not the uh, most stellar athlete, but I was determined, uh, which has led to, I continue to run marathons and trail marathons cool. and um, yeah. coached myself as I um, became a teacher, so. Yeah. Oh, wow. I have to ask, who, who was the geology professor that you went on the spring break trip with? Um, what, what, so Hal, the real, Hal, Hal, Hal Lezinski. Yes, yes. I had to take, oh my gosh. Do you remember the, the stupid IS classes? I say stupid because I hated them. The ones you yes. had to take for credits and you get to the end of like senior year and it's like, you have two credits left. There are no classes open on your schedule. And so I ended up in a geology class for majors, for geology majors there were four people in the yep. class and um, it was not a great experience to begin with um i say there were four people but there was one dude that just never came so i don't think right, he was really yeah yeah and then we had class i think three days a week or two days a week and then a three-hour lab on fridays i'm like i am a theater major people but he he was very kind to me but the, I do remember the first day he's looking at the, the roster and he's like, okay, Crystal Lively. Um, so you're a theater major, huh? So that means you hate science. I was like, no, science is okay. I hate math though. He goes, okay. And I mean, he was, he was good about it, but I will say the only reason I passed the class was the other two lovely ladies in there were so very helpful. <laughs> they just walked me through everything, but that was one of the well, hardest classes. That's that's what this course was. It was instead of one of those IS classes, those integrative studies classes. And one of my roommates was an earth science major. And he's like, I'm going to take this class. The three, yeah, three other roommates at the time, because we lived in a house of eight people. He's like, you oh, should geez. take it too. He's like, take yeah. it too. And it was like, uh, okay. And my parents were like, that's going to bring down your GPA. You're not going to do very well in that class. It's like, oh, contrary. I will get an A in this class. I am going to get the best grade in this. I mean, I did really well. So, um, yeah, and then we got to, I mean, and he was, um, again, very understanding. And, um, but it's super interesting because the things I learned in that class, my own three-year-old loves the floor is lava. Like the, the game of it, the show on yeah. TV. We actually had to get rid of some furniture during the pandemic um, because like rocking chairs, anything that rocks is a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but I have some students. Yeah, I have some students now in uh, class because we're in this hybrid way that they started playing the floor is lava during their art class. So like, it will get to a point where I slowly, they'll all pick up their legs and then we will all just move around the room by stepping on other things. It is a group of fourth uh-huh. graders from like, how could you be any more cool? Well, from that class, the one day I was like, well, you know, there's two different types of lava. And they're like, what? It's like, yeah, there's pahoyhoy and ah-ah-ah. And they're like, what? That's not real. I was like, yeah, I learned it from Hal Lazinski. It's real. <laughs> it's real. We Googled it to verify it. I was well, like, yeah. I still remember that. Yeah. He was so smart. I mean, I just remember thinking, you know your stuff. And I, I, I mean, I will say I did pretty well in that class. Again, in thanks mostly to the two lovely women that were in there with me. But the worst grade I got in college was from a dance class. Um, <laughs> A dance gym class, but because it was sophomore year, eight o'clock in the morning in winter quarter, and I just didn't go that often. What made me so mad was that there were people in that class that were dance majors. It's like, I'm sorry. This is a class for people like this that don't dance that well. (laughs) And here you are pirouetting like magic across the floor. Get out of this class. And it it was embarrassing. I was angry. I didn't like the gym classes very much. Well, there was the there was a gym class I took in college called New Games, and <laughs> New Games was essentially fourth grade PE class for college students. There were scooters, oh <gasps> there was dodgeball, there was relay races, and I was like, "Am is that? Am I paying for this class?" <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a, a quarter long field day. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I don't remember if there's parachute, but now in my uh, edited memory, there will be a parachute. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I like yeah. that. Next I time I tell are. this story, there's a parachute. Oh yeah. <laughs> I loved the parachute days. That was just for somebody who's not very athletic, parachute was just like a gentle, calm, okay, I do fit in. You know, it's I kind of wish I could do that as an adult, to be honest with you. Just have we should do it. You know what? Uh, when we you are... can get one from Amazon, invite the neighbors, just to be yeah. six feet apart. Yeah. You know what? When COVID is over <laughs> and everybody's vaccinated, I will host uh, parachute parties at my studio and we'll just yes. invite people in. And I figure you could charge a couple bucks ahead and probably make a little yeah. money on it. You know, and all you do is just flap the parachute around. So, well, you can put balls on top. Of- that sounds uh, <laughs> Yeah. Just you know when you run it. under it, yeah. yeah, balls on it. So yeah, <laughs> just put some, just put some balls on it. That's. I mean, that's an option. Yeah, all the that all should the be a t-shirt. Balls. Just put some balls on it. End quote. Krista Stoffer. I don't really want my name attached to that. Can we not? <laughs> I mean, I've said already screen first. printing them right now. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> What would your t-shirt say? If you made, what would your life quote be? Um, I have a very, like, so a couple years ago, I was asked, um, like, what quote defines your life, right? And you're like, what? Like, how, (laughs) like, right now, like, you just asked me that. If I hadn't had one stored in there, I'd be like, I have no way, I don't, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But, so, um, but this, so this is going to get really deep and serious now, as opposed to the T-shirts we are printing. So um, 
I, yeah, I, I grew up with a grandmother who was blind. And then mm. um, my um, interest in American Sign Language and the culture of the deaf community, I have always um, admired Helen Keller. And so mm. there's a quote attributed to her that I just think sums up my life and my purpose. Um, and the quote is, I long to accomplish a great and noble task, but it is my chief duty to accomplish small tasks as if they're great and noble. So this wow. idea that you're like, you know, we all want to do something huge. We all want to make like a big splash and do something. Uh, but sometimes it's just in those small everyday moments where we can make a difference for other people. And if we greet those exciting, you know, everyday moments in a way that is exciting, other people join along. Tonight is New Year's Eve, right? We're gonna um, have a in-house party with my kids <laughs> and these, what we call the party squirrels. They are a set of stuffed squirrels <laughs> that attend, they attend every birthday party that my daughter has ever had. They're like, they have little hats, I hot glued to them. So they're coming out tonight. We're gonna eat party foods, right? Yeah. And it'll be one of those things where it's like, my kids don't remember certain holidays, but I can assure you they're gonna remember the New Year's Eve that we are all stuck at home together and brought out the squirrels, right? So like, yes. even in those small moments that we provide for kids and for each other, um, that we can make Aww. things feel big, so. Wow. No wonder you're the teacher the of the year. squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> we have a dog that is obsessed with chasing squirrels. And we just, I don't know where it came out one day, but it was just like, what's up, squirrel friend? And so we just called them squirrel friends all over the place. So you're bringing out the squirrel friends tonight. That'll be well, the, awesome. The real squirrels that live in our backyard all have names and backstories. Um, but the ones that live in the house that live in the basement and only come out for parties, those, those are just party animals. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. You've got to distinguish between the two. I quite frankly don't know that I want the squirrels from my backyard inside my house. Uh, Mr. Peanuts, as as a squirrel that lives in the backyard, notice how I enunciate his uh -huh. name. Peanuts. Um, he, yeah, he has tried to come into the house. Um, and when I was sitting on our front porch in like fall, early fall, he would come sit on the porch with me and look at me. And I was like, I like squirrels. It's actually become my favorite animal. I don't want you to come sit on this bench with me. Like this is not, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm walking away. I'm walking away. <laughs> so yeah, we don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because of our, our animals, I, I, I always like look gesture towards where they are. So they're upstairs as of now, but because <laughs> they don't come in our yard very often because of the chase um, now, and we got to, not the best choice in the world, but we got a COVID puppy. <clears throat> she was born in 2020 and she certainly <laughs> acts like it. Um, <laughs> it's not that she's dumb. She's very smart, but there's moments and she is obsessed with our older dog, loves her. She just loves, 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 loves. And she's just, <laughs> I mean, think of, um, do you remember SNL when Mike Myers played the kid that was so ADHD? He's like, mm -hmm. my mommy gave me a chocolate bar once and then she tied me to the front of the car and I drove the car home. I mean, so that that's our dog. Um, super happy, yes. super loving. So Lottie, the older one, will go outside after a squirrel and Persephone runs after her like, rawr, 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 having no idea what she's barking at because she doesn't see the squirrels. She doesn't look for the squirrels. She's just like barking because Lottie's barking. That's 
one of those moments like are you smart <laughs> well and Not we sure. have a fifth we have a 15 year old jack russell Aww. so he um he still has his bark doesn't really have his energy yeah. so whenever the squirrels are in their backyard now it's like they look at the dog and they're like man <laughs> let's just coexist out here we'll be fine right like it's not big it's fine oh, oh my gosh well if you're in clintonville you probably have like tons of squirrels yeah well and we uh we used to have a black walnut tree in our backyard used to as in we got rid of it a couple months ago um yeah. every time they was things would fall they'd hit the roof and we're like uh -oh, is now when oh. we need a new roof i don't know yeah but um you could tell the squirrels were none too happy when we got rid of that tree because that's like food source a home but we're yeah like, listen to me like i'm outside like squirrels of clintonville we apologize to you today <laughs> I would like to point you to the squirrel picnic table that I made while we were stuck at home in quarantine. Oh Please help God. yourself to the peanuts and cashews I have left out for you. Did you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did they take it? I mean. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like this, okay. like the little picnic table, we like drilled it into the tree and it's like they would sit up on the table, not so much on the bench, right. but we'll right. get there. They'll learn manners. But um, <laughs> yeah, they'll sit up there and eat it. And that's why this Mr. Peanuts character became yes. so interested in us because he's like, oh, food? Does it come from inside there? Can I just help myself? No, oh, no. Also, oh stay out of our garage <laughs> yeah so we've there was a there was a podcast i can't remember remember the name of it i think it's every little thing maybe that's a book i don't know um but people can call in with the most random questions and this woman was talking about the squirrels in her backyard and do they know because she's like i've just been watching them obviously pandemic time but she asked you know do they know where they bury the nuts and they do, they do. Yeah, they know it. Because they're digging up the whole yard. So they must really yeah. have a lot of those walnuts buried actually, down there they're still. Very smart. They're, and I mean, this show goes into like immense detail. There was another very clever episode where somebody was saying, my husband is chastising me for being polite to Alexa. And he said, you don't have to be polite, but no, you do. Oh, I am super polite to her. I say please and thank you and everyone else yeah. in the family makes fun of me but i say that when all the robots in our house take over mm -hmm. they're gonna still be okay with me they yeah. will that's at they least will. my thoughts i you know we go back and forth i think the problem has been i once christmas is done i get back into like what are my happy music places so we've been listening to a lot of 90s alt rock and pop but mm -hmm. whenever bohemian not bohemian Rhapsody, uh Bittersweet Symphony comes on. I hate that song. I hate that song with a passion. And I hate it even talking about it because all I can hear is the strings starting up even in my head. So every time that comes on, I can't be polite to Alexa. It's just like, Alexa, switch it now, now, switch it. And I, that's the time that I'm not kind to her, but I just can't deal with that song. I guess I just can't. I will say that the other robots in our house, the Roomba, whose name is Romulus, by the way, um, I do not like, I run from it. 
I don't want it near me. I don't want it to touch me. It's like, it, I, I feel like I, I, I just don't. I just don't want it near me. Because once it touched my foot while I was sitting at the dining room table, it's like, it's over. We're done. I no longer have a relationship with you, Romulus. <laughs> we can coexist in this house, but like, I don't, we're not going to interact. No. I will try to save you when you get stuck under the bed, but like, that's it. Like, yeah, so. Because it's just kind of gross. Like. No, we... <laughs> Really, we're all the same. I mean, that's that's why. <laughs> what is the the Roomba? I mean, does it create a pattern? How does it figure out where to go? We don't have one, so I don't understand nope. it. Sometimes, sometimes it like makes a circle and it'll like do this little spiral. And I was like, wow, look at you. And other times it's like, meh, 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 and it like runs into the wall, the refrigerator. It'll totally avoid a room. And I was like, come now. Do you just know that that room is dirty with dog hair? Like, get in there. <laughs> yeah so i don't i don't really know i don't really like to engage with it <laughs> no that's fine did you yeah. ever read the story about um the time the dog pooped on the floor and the roomba got it and yes. dragged it all around the house no i think that's that's kind of why I don't really no, know. I'm not here for find. that. No. I like that you say all the robots in your house. How mm -hmm. many more robots do you have? Well, no. I mean, it's really like when you start thinking about it, it's like, well, there's the phone, which is like, yeah. in essence, it's robot. The, the Romulus, right. the, the Roomba, the Alexa lady. Um, then, but then there's one upstairs and one downstairs in our house because we got one as a gift, right? So yeah. the other day I was downstairs and the upstairs one heard me and I was like, no, not you. Wait, <laughs> where am I? Why is everyone talking to me? So oh you never know. I mean. I know. <laughs> or, or when you're, you know, you're thinking about like, I could really use a pencil sharpener and then suddenly you're getting ads for pencil sharpener. I'm probably gonna get that now. You know, you don't really say it to anybody, but it's, it, why, why, how? I mean, and it makes you think about, maybe I shouldn't think about anything at all. Cause all you do is mention something and it comes up. And I honestly, I'm sure you figured this out. I think of a lot of really dumb things. So I think what's gonna happen is the band that sang Bittersweet Symphony is gonna somehow show up on my Facebook wall today. Yeah, oh it I'm is. Not, not okay with that. What's your what's your hated song? Do you have a song that you hate? Oh gosh. I don't know if I have a song that I hate. I'm sure in my mind later I'll be like, oh, I do. It's there it is. You'll song. have to yeah. But there's even songs that like I would not ever choose to listen to when they'll like pop up on the radio in the car, I'll be like all in. Right? Like all yeah. in for this one time this song is gonna play. I remember the one time um oh my gosh was it is it tub thumping what is that song like i get knocked out right yeah it is just like such a bizarre song and the one time it came in the car and my kids were in the car and i was like we're all in we're rocking out to this song in this moment yeah. and we're never gonna listen to the song again i'm certain so <laughs> <laughs> oh that's one of my favorites <laughs> oh. there was mm -hmm. <laughs> my my friend Mike good Mike Kirsch. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, because it takes me back to Charlotte's Web at Otterbein, and 
when you when you do shows, you do what they call ten of twelves. It's a twelve hour day. It's not in there. Um, but no, it's actually not. But Mike and I, because you're so tired, because you do it two days in a row. So twelve hours of a lot of standing and waiting. And we were so like loopy tired. We just started, we were laying on the floor in Cowan Hall under a blanket. We started singing that song, but he was singing it in this different voice and changing the words saying, I get knocked down, but I get up again. And everything's yeah. gonna be okay. <laughs> like, because the song made no sense anyway. And then I think it's either that one, I think they had another hit and I cannot think of the title of it, but there's an entire segment at the end of the song where this, this British woman is talking about how to do like cutting a head open and removing a brain. I'm not sure. I'll have no, to look that no, one up. That's not anything that I've ever. <laughs> no, I'll, that's, I'll find I don't know it. that I've heard that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I was on a treadmill running when that came on. And then Ooh, I'm just like, right now. it's not there. It's not tub thumping. It's their other another hit a hit i don't even know if it was a hit it was another one of their great classic hits that everyone there are should some, know there's some good one hit wonders out there there really are and then you hear their other stuff and you're like wow i see now why you're a one hit wonder now <laughs> it's gotta be hard the entry on wikipedia is surprisingly generous and thorough um let's see oh. Uh, huh. Enough is an. No. Uh, okay, so there. I can hear it. Song Tub Thumping. Um, let's see. Other singles include Amnesia, Enough is Enough. That's it. Amnesia. Amnesia. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose you'd have amnesia if someone cut your head open and took your brain out, right? Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's very. <laughs> Yes, I wouldn't know. Chumbawamba, but you know, I don't know. I where did the name Chumbawamba come from? Because it sounds Would like you like to know. Because I've got the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. This, the more you know, <laughs> tell us more. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Does it say? Huh. Hi, Polly. <laughs> No, it doesn't no. say. Not that I can see. It's a. It says English rock band formed in 1982, which is really surprising. Wow. As well. uh, and disbanded in 2012, which is a good run. Um, <laughs> that is a good run. That is a good run. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I, I'm not seeing anything. I'll keep reading through here, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they've got a lot of social causes that they follow and that sort of thing. Um, wow, there's a lot more to Chumbawamba than I thought. I'm, I, I take back what I said about Chumbawamba. I forgot that their name was the Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, that song where you get knocked down and then get back up, right? Yeah. yeah. And whiskey drinks and vodka drinks and lager drinks, cider drinks. He sings those songs that remind him of the good time. He sings those songs. Yeah, I love, I love it. I love it. I think it's there. It is. It's it gonna be in my no head sense. all day long. I'm so sorry. It's. Fine. I actually have my <laughs> least favorite song in my head. So, gets done. However, I, it, this is the fun thing about social media. Sometimes is that 
there are certain people that get triggered in a positive way. And one of those is my sister because she's, she's also a music person and we share a little bit of a brain. And yesterday I had a song from the 1970s Pete's Dragon in my head. I don't know if you ever saw that one. It's good. Yeah. It makes me it makes me cry but i had just the portion we got a bill of sale right here and it just kept running through and so i posted it and it worked because my sister only responded thanks a lot <laughs> yes i did it <laughs> so okay so um oh, oh, oh. Oh, we have back. the name comes from a dream that one of the band members had uh chumba is brit slang for men's room and wumba is slang for a women's room uh in the dream that he had uh the band member went to the rear of a club and there was only one red door that read chumba wumba wow so it's literally a unisex bathroom yeah so their name means unisex bathroom okay there you are how uh, progressive but oh now i have more questions Especially for <laughs> i'm gonna have to read two as well that's that's very progressive i think yeah i don't know maybe in 1982 that was viewed as like a a unisex bathroom i don't know maybe that was a lot more unusual at that point but i don't know there you are huh i mean we have them at our houses so i don't really know <laughs> yeah um but it was a red door a red door there's some significance within that it's gotta be. Well, I know what I'm gonna be thinking about the rest of the day. You know, so that's cool. I'm I'm glad that we got that topic out of the way because I was concerned that we weren't gonna cover Chumbawamba during our podcast time together, John. So I'm I'm glad. You know, now that we <laughs> enlightened ourselves about Chumbawamba, maybe we can get them as a guest on the show. On the <gasps> Graham, we should. Who will never come on the show? Heather Graham's never coming on the show. No, I've I've insulted her yeah. far too often. Wow. So sorry, she holds Heather. Yeah. Does she? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I would. Chumbawamba on the if other I hand. Heather Graham. I mean, Chumbawamba did break up in 2012, we just learned. But maybe they could do a reunion here. Here. Time. Yeah. You know, give it give it another time. two years or so, and I think you you could pull off a Chumbawamba reunion. It's been ten years. Mm. You know. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Maybe. I didn't know this was my dream, but I guess it is now. <laughs> right? See, this is why we do the podcast. I mean, it's, you know, informative, enlightening, and it enables what we want for the future. So this is why we're here, John. So thank you. <laughs> this has been so much fun. We could probably go on on the most random topics for like 80 hours, but I do have to go back yeah. to being a parent here. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, fortunately, it's great. I love them, but yeah, you know, it's we're great. Stuck love it at home. <laughs> you are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. We're probably going to yeah, need to have you come on fun. again. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's so many more things to talk about. We'll just have to do it again next time. It'll be fine. We will. We will. And, and next time, I want to do this in person so we can have our random conversation happen in the studio. In at his studio and his his because <gasps> that would be pretty sweet. Do we have space for that? <laughs> we do. Um, you know, I mean, who cares? We'll, we'll make this. Yeah, thing. if we're all vaccinated, <laughs> it's fine. If not, then one person could be in this corner, one person in this corner, and the other person could be in the alley. I mean, it's fine. There we go. <laughs> and we'll, we'll just watch for the squirrels. 
I feel like I'm kind of in the alley of the episodes anyway, so that that might be a good thing for me. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you that. I will tell you for sure. I lurk in the background and chime in with dumb comments. That's my thing. (laughs) No, you enlightened us today. This Uh, is Chumbawamba. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. (laughs) May we all Chumbawamba, indeed. Let's let's Chumbawamba in 2021. I hope that everyone can hey, you know solidly chumble up we got knocked knocked down next but we'll year, get up again we get up again yeah that is so, so tonight, beautiful that, that really mm-hmm. is yeah. yeah and you know what have tonight somebody can have a whiskey drink or a vodka drink or a lager drink or a cider drink and sing the songs that remind them of the good times and sing the songs that remind them of the better times like danny boy right away pissing the night <laughs> That one took a little bit of time because I really literally, I thought she was like urinating <laughs> until I realized, like, <laughs> wow. I now know. I know. Agreed. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of urine. That's a lot. I mean, I guess if you're drinking that much, yeah, that would be a lot of urine. If it's but... British, though, I imagine they're saying drinking the night away instead of pissing. Yeah, it is. Away. Yeah. So, yes. But when I first heard it, because that was high school, I think. Didn't that come out when we were in high school? Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. In high school, we weren't, we didn't know it. The British. We didn't know what pissing them. Yeah, pissing. It was what, just no, we were mendicants at that point. Nothing. <laughs> Fools. Fools. Oh my. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay. Next time, John. Next time you come on, we're gonna have like '90s music interpretations. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do a '90s music podcast with the three of us, <laughs> just Which, remembering things from the '90s. And I'm yeah. not the one to bring on for that because I'd be like, I don't actually know this song. I don't, I don't know what we're, maybe, uh, yeah. But we would, we would get you. But that could I mean, be even fun. That could be fun. Look where we just journeyed. I mean, you said, what was that song that was like, I get knocked down. And now we've gone on about Chumbawamba for like 10 minutes. I know. That's how this works. And it's empowered us to go into the new year, getting back up again. So absolutely. Absolutely. I know I'll be John, playing it on one of our robots in the house tonight. So yeah. probably, probably not the Roomba, but maybe on no. one of the other ones. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> stay away. So in 2021, stay away from the Roomba, keep feeding those squirrels. And hopefully this year we'll have you in studio. <laughs> For more random conversation, <laughs> this has been so fun. Sounds great. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, we, yes, we appreciate it so much. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If you like what you hear, this is Speak Easily with Krista Stoffer. I mean, if you've gotten through this much of the podcast, hopefully you know that by now. Um, but we are on Sound SoundCloud, what iTunes. What are we listening to? Who? What? what what's happening? <laughs> Sorry, here? What? what? Who? That's- why is this girl still talking? She's annoying. Uh, but we are on YouTube as well. So you can visually see the magic of the Speak With Easily your eyeballs podcast. And everything. It's good times. Your, what do you say? Your eyeballs and ear holes? Eyeballs that's one of my favorite holes. things. Yep. I love that statement. That should be, that's on your t shirt. <laughs> I'll put it on a t shirt. <laughs> I think you should. Because I don't like mine. Put some balls on it. Let's put not. Put some balls on it. <laughs> some balls on it. <laughs> Anyway, happy new year. Thanks for, for celebrating another year with us. We are going into year three of the podcast, which is super cool. So keep listening. Yeah, Shout I don't have anything more to say. zombies. And yeah, Sounds good. we'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. John, you're amazing. Thank you. This is fun. Happy new year.
You we'll too. talk soon. Right. <laughs> Bye. Foxland Media. Think big.